Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. Happy Easter, my dirty fam. Hope you guys are having a wonderful Easter and so excited for this weekend. So excited to bring you this little bonus episode. And I'm sure today is going to be full of time with family. It's going to be full of food and um, Easter egg hunting and all this crazy stuff. But I hope in the midst of all the craziness that um, today is restful, that today is exciting for you. And I hope you've really had time to kind of reflect on what Easter is about. And if you're not a Christian, that's completely okay. I am going to talk a little bit about um, the Easter story and Easter weekend and really want to talk about one specific thing at the very end of the Easter story that I think could be important for us. Um, But to kind of get there and kind of talk about um, what I want to talk about today, I want to ask you, have you ever been in a place where you heard an echo? Um, so the first time I have ever been in this place, it was, uh, when I was 15 years old, it was in North Carolina. I had went to this kind of cave area with a couple of friends and my friend who had been there before screamed out something. I'm sure it was something ridiculous and immature and embarrassing. So probably the word fart was involved or something stupid, but, um, I remember him saying it and it being like carrying and it just continuing on and hearing it over and over and over again. And naturally, I had to do it too. And so I started screaming stupid, embarrassing phrases as well uh, because this echo was just unbelievable to me. It was so cool um, in that moment to think about me saying something and it being carried from that moment of time into like later moments. And it kind of just lived on a little bit longer than it normally did. And I was blown away by this. I thought it was so cool. And I had this. This idea of an echo is something I want to talk about. It's the reason today's um, devotional is titled Echoes of Grace. Echoes of Grace. And when we think about Easter, there's so much that happens. And as Christians, it should should, uh, bring up a lot of different emotions for us. When we think about Friday and we think about the crucifixion and just the brokenness and the sorrow and the hurt, knowing that God loved us so much that, and that our sin disconnected us from Him, that he, he sent His Son to pay for our sins. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, and sin is any, any mistake that we make. So we, we're all sinners, and Jesus went to the cross for us, and He went through a brutal beating. And a lot of, a lot of times we misunderstand even what the cross is. We think the cross was a death sentence, but it was actually much more than that. The cross was a place of humiliation and horror, and um, the goal of a crucifixion was for you to not even be, feel like a human being anymore. In fact, Jesus was whipped so many times before he went to the cross that the Bible tells us that he didn't even look like a human anymore, and that's that's rough. Um, if you've ever watched Passion of the Christ, it's it's a pretty brutal scene. It's it's hard to watch, and I believe it paints a beautiful. Um, real picture of what it actually looked like um, when this happened. But after Jesus would have been whipped, he would have had to um, take a piece of the cross, this hundred, few hundred pounds pieces of wood strapped across his back, 
and he would have to walk through the city. Um, it's known as the death walk. And during this death walk, you were carrying the thing that you were going to die on while lines of people um, kind of lined down the streets and they mocked you, they ridiculed you, they made fun of you, um, basically celebrating your death. And when you get to the end of the death walk, when Jesus gets to the end of the death walk, he gets to um, Golgotha, the place of the skull, which is a hill that looks like a skull. And Jesus would have took his cross all the way up to the top, laid it down, and then the Roman soldiers would have taken off his clothes. They would have nailed his hands into this wood, one through each wrist, and then crossed his feet and put one through basically through the tops of his feet. And they would have set him up. And the thing with about hanging on a cross as a crucifixion is the death is very slow. There's a few ways you could die from. You could die from um, as suffocation, as fluid fills up your lungs, um, because the only thing supporting your weight is the nails in your wrists and the nail in your feet, and you slowly suffocate to death. Um, they would also, if you went on too long, they would stab you in the side with a spear and kill you that way. And a lot of times it was so brutal and so painful that people would just die of their bodies would give out and they would be done. And Jesus went through this and it's incredible. It's emotional. It's, it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to think about for anyone to go through, much less someone who um, didn't do anything wrong, you know. And Jesus, while Jesus is on the cross, he says a few things. And one of those is the people begin mocking him. The Jews are telling him that if he's the son of God, that to take him off the cross, that he should let himself down. And that if God, if he was really the son of God, he could smite all of them and take them all out. And Jesus' response is, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They know not what they say. And how powerful that even in these moments that Jesus is still believing the best and didn't give up on them. I think it's something we could learn when we think people have hurt us time and time again. And it's it's funny in, in the Christian world and church world, sometimes we're like, well, you just need to disconnect from people. But it's crazy that in this moment, Jesus never disconnected from them. He he spoke life into them and believed into them and spoke to his father and encouraged his father um, to forgive him in these moments. But what's really powerful is one of the last things Jesus says before he passes on, before he dies, as he says this word, phrase, it is finished. It is finished. And if, you, if you're a Christian, then sure, you might have this tattooed on your arm. You might have the tattooed on your back. Um, it's super popular. And it come, the reason it's so popular is because it's this big declaration that it's, it's done, that the debt has been paid, that, um, that it's, it's finished, that the purpose of Jesus, the purpose of his life had come to completion. And he's declaring that before his death, saying, it is finished. And there's there's something really cool in this. I mean, that in and of itself is pretty incredible, this idea of Jesus saying this, it is finished, and this declaration that sin has been paid for for all of humanity. Um, but what we can miss in it is how what he's actually saying inside of that. And so Jesus would have said this phrase in Greek, and the Greek word for it is finished would have been tetelestai. So you can say that now, tetelestai. And what's really cool about this word is that in English, we have a past tense, we have a present tense, we have 
a future tense. We have all these different tenses, but there's one tense that we don't have that um, the Greeks did have, and that is this idea of a perfect tense. And a perfect tense is what it meant was um, it'll be from this moment forward. And when Jesus says it is finished, when he says to telestai, he uses it in the perfect tense. And what he's saying is it is finished and it will continue to be finished from here on. Right now, tomorrow, the day before, Jesus is speaking this idea of it is finished. And you know what it is, y'all? It's an echo. It's an echo. It would be difficult for me to sit with you and talk to you about the timelessness of God because I would probably confuse myself and confuse you. But this perfect tense, what it means is, is that in that moment when Jesus said that, said that word, that phrase, it is finished, it echoes to us right now that in the midst of your brokenness, Jesus speaks, it is finished. He's got it covered. That in the mess that you may be in and the mistakes you may have made, he speaks, it is finished. It echoes from then to now to you. This idea of it is finished is something that we currently can find Jesus speaking over us in every moment of our life. And that's what makes the gospel, the good news of the Bible so incredible is that This it is finished is an echo of grace that carries itself with us through all of our lives as followers of Jesus. That there's no brokenness, there's no mess, there's nothing inside of us that can break that echo. That right now on this Easter day, as as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, there's an echo in this moment, and I hope you feel it. And it's Jesus with his dying breath speaking to you with the most incredible love that you can imagine. And he speaks an echo of grace and he says, hey, it's finished. I've taken care of it. It's over. It's done. It's been paid. The debt has been covered. You are free. And I hope today that you live in that incredible moment that that incredible phrase, this incredible truth that Jesus speaks over you and me. It is finished. It is done. To tell us die. It is finished and it will continue to be finished for the rest of time. An echo of grace. Let me pray for you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you that what you spoke then through your son, Jesus, you are speaking to us now that the echo of his love and grace reaches us in our darkness and our brokenness and our mess. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we celebrate not only your death, but your resurrection. Lord, knowing that you gave so much because you desired to be with us. Lord, in, in knowing that, help us not take for granted your presence. Lord, help this be a special Easter where this day forward, Lord, we can live in that truth. And Lord, we thank you and we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. 
Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.